Welcome to the Lord of the Rings Sentence, your one-stop podcast for the most meticulous and detailed breakdown of J.R.R. Tolkien's most famous work, The Lord of the Rings. I'm Chad Oliver, your host, and I'm joined this week once again with Timothy Collier of Captain Kudzu and Dogwood Lung fame. Timothy, how you doing this week? Doing well. How are you doing this week? I'm doing very well. You, you, you know... I've had some guests in the past that have just brought this energy like this is a joke podcast. And you're just bringing a totally different energy last week and this week. No. Yeah. Uh, you take it very seriously. You're very studious, and I appreciate that. That's what uh, I do. Last week, you brought a sentence diagram for us to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciated that. We posted that online. Um, and this week, I can't wait to see how you prepared for the eighth sentence of The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I will have another diagram and no one is allowed to tell me that I did it wrong when you post it online <laughs> because there's almost definitely some wrong move in there somewhere. Well, I'll believe you because I forgot how to diagram a sentence. Right. Um, which maybe as a podcaster who does podcasts about sentences, A, I should talk better and stutter less, but B, I should probably know more about sentences. I think that uh, over time you'll learn. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when you told me about the, uh, when you first told me about this podcast and I talked to you for a while about how bad an idea I thought it was. Uh, but you came around on it. I mean, you agreed to be on the podcast. You right. wouldn't be I, on a bad podcast on purpose, right? I would say that I came around on it about midway through recording the last episode. Oh, okay. I think about halfway through, I thought, no, this might be a good idea. Oh, cool. Sure. Yeah. Well, great. It took until then, though. Well, I'm glad you came around. You're on. You're on my side this time, and that's what mm-hmm. matters. You're not trying to right. sabotage the show anymore. And speaking of the show, if uh, this is your first time listening, we will be discussing um, the eighth sentence in the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, so, spoiler warning: if you're not that far into the book yet, I recommend going back and listening to the first seven episodes. But I'll also give a brief um, uh, catch up. Well, previously on before we dive into the sentence this week. Um, Timothy, for for listeners um, who are maybe just listening for the first time, uh, last week we talked about your experience with uh, The Lord of the Rings and how you read the books, went in elementary school, fan of the theatrical cuts of the films, the definitive versions. Um, Just just a little fun little icebreaker for the week. Uh, Who's your your guy on on Lord of the Rings? Who's your favorite... uh, Who's your favorite guy? guy. Yeah. Um, I really like Pippin. Yeah. I'm a big Pippin fan. Peregrine Took. Mm -hmm. Um, Fool of a Took, he he says at one point. Yeah. Um, And I would say I like uh, Faramir. Mm. Um, Very sad character. Very good. Yeah. Um, But also, I really, you know, I can't get enough of Frodo and Sam. No hot takes there. I mean. Yeah. I, I could I could have enough of Frodo, but I can't get enough of Sam. Frodo, I like, I like take him or leave him. But yeah, he falls a lot. And we played a drinking <laughs> game where one of one of the rules was you, you drink whenever he falls in the movies. I'm just and thinking of all the times, and it's true. He does it's so much. You don't really realize I mean, how much until you're in that situation. I can think of a couple off the top of my head when he's at the prancing pony, um, it's and he like single scene. He falls, in. and the ring it's falls on his scene. finger. There's the scene where uh, they're going through the swamp with all the ghosts, and he just like mm-hmm. falls head first mm-hmm. or face yeah. first into the, the amongst us swamp. 
falling into a swamp yeah no he's he's constantly falling yeah. he's lured in by the ghosts i mean what would you do if you saw a ghost in some water what would i do probably not fall in <laughs> probably get away from it um that's like a narcissist moment i guess um i was gonna ask since we're we're talking about bilbo um yeah. uh just what do you think about ian holm and martin freeman our our film yes yeah. Um, I like them both quite a bit. I think Martin Freeman is kind of the shining light of that movie um, or that movie series. Yeah, he's probably the best. He's definitely the best part about those movies. Maybe yeah. the only good thing. Um, he's I mean, got yeah, Ian McKellen back as Gandalf and he's doing he's doing as, as good as he can acting against nothing but green screen for the most right, part. Yeah. And, yeah. But they unfortunately they take him off into little side tangents and stuff. So he's yeah, not really and that there. stuff's just yeah, that's just yeah. frustrating because it makes like, no sense. And there's really that the Sauron book. origin story that we didn't really need. Fan and, service, yeah. Um, yeah no, uh, stuff. yeah. I think I think Martin Freeman's quite good. I really like Ian Holm too. Mm -hmm. So many of his perfect. line readings are just like so ingrained in my head, yeah. mm -hmm. like uh, this the, the way he like frantically is. Bread. You know. Yeah, <laughs> the way he's like frantically going around his house and like, oh, tea. Like, yes, I gotta get the tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I love so much about that performance. He's he's great. Mm -hmm. um, unlike the book, he does age a bit from his adventures uh, in the Hobbit to the beginning of the Fellowship. Of the right. Hobbit. Yeah. Yes, they couldn't. Uh, but then he starts aging really rapidly when he gives up the ring. Yes. He, he sort of catches up with his eleventy first. Yeah. Age. Yeah. Um, remember that part where uh, Frodo's wearing the ring and it like falls out of his blouse and then Bilbo wants to touch it and then his, his, his face his, it looks like a it's like a, yeah. Yeah, he roars at you yeah it's great do you ever pause it at that part yeah yeah that was that was a go-to joke go-to goof for the sleepovers back <laughs> in the day like hey watch this <laughs> it's funny yeah he's great we love Bilbo it's funny that it starts on on decidedly not the main character. Well, you know, like this book so starts on that's Bilbo. something that's something I've wondered because like I don't know how much they changed from the book to the movie because like we've spent like it'll be eight weeks now talking about Bilbo, haven't talked about Frodo once. Right. Um, it's just surprising. Like I, I was wondering if like eventually it's revealed that he's not the main character, but yeah, I mean, he's remains not, to be seen. And uh, well, it remains yeah. to be seen. Right. Yeah, you, you know the story. Um, no, I, I think, know what the movies show, but I don't know how much they changed from the books. Right. Yeah. Well, the Hob not that much. Uh, the Hobbit, the book, The Hobbit was written first, so mm -hmm. you know it's explicitly supposed to be this kind of sequel. And I think he was thinking he had readers of The Hobbit in mind. I mean, that's that's yeah, you know, and 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 the birthday party is the like uh, inciting incident, I suppose. So totally you talk about Bilbo. Yeah. You know, I auditioned to be in a community theater uh, production of The Hobbit when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, a theatrical adaptation. Yeah. Was it a musical? It was not a musical. Oh, um, I, cool. I really wanted to be Gollum. Um, but they were like, I was going up against adults. And can you... Can you recreate your audition for Gollum right now, your sixth grade? Gosh, I don't remember what the sides were, but I was doing my best Andy Circus impression in the audition. I didn't get the part. Um, but uh, right. my, my precious. 
That's pretty good. I yeah, I'm pretty, people, like, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. With, with Gollum, I couldn't do one for sure. Um, <laughs> that's pretty impressive <laughs> i've been doing that since the sixth grade right, so yeah, like no, you know you've had a long you know. time to work on yeah, it yeah um good. it's all right so i think it's time to dive into the one sentence to rule them all of the week um <clears throat> here we go and again comp- need complete silence um but first a little recap there's this guy bilbo it's his 11th birthday whole town is excited about it uh the whole town also suspects that when this guy disappeared 60 years ago and then reappeared unexpectedly he came back with a lot of gold that he's hiding away in some hills uh and apparently this guy's not aging from age 50 to age 99 uh he's been described as unchanged um so that that is a good catch-up point to this sentence, which I will read now. There were some that shook their heads and thought this was too much of a good thing. It seemed unfair that anyone should possess, apparently, perpetual youth as well as, reputedly, inexhaustible wealth. (laughs) Okay, that is, I think, the longest sentence so far. Yeah, Um, And, and what do you see in it? I see another semicolon. Another semicolon. That's right. I, I th- I'm going to try to schedule the semicolons for you to come back. <laughs> I'm the show. semicolon correspondent. Yeah. Who invented the semicolon? Um, Henri Semicolon. That's not true. Um, no, yeah, there, I was a French linguist. There was a bit in uh, the movie Big Fat Liar where the teacher mm. is like pacing and he says the semicolon was first introduced or something like that i just remember him talking about the the semicolon it's when he was in summer school because he cheated Do, did you see the movie big fat liar yeah i've seen it yeah it's, it's, it's been when he's some in, time it's when i thought he's about in, rewatching it recently i mean you got paul giamatti that was like orange. my first experience with paul giamatti and every single time I've seen him since then, I think about <laughs> Big Fat Liar. Like that's the definitive Paul Giamatti role. Hear me, I said my first me. Paul Giamatti role was Sideways. I haven't seen Sideways. It's, an, it's not my first Paul Giamatti. It would be an absurd movie to see first from Paul Giamatti. <laughs> it's Alexander Payne. It's quite it's Thomas yeah. Hayden Church, isn't it? It's good. I'm familiar know? with it. I just hadn't seen it's it. It's about yeah, about a bunch of drunks. But yeah, yeah no, it's like, why would I? I don't know. It wouldn't make any sense. Um, I haven't I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's... Right. Well, I saw, you know, Big Fat Liar. It's probably my first, yeah. So John Adams miniseries. <laughs> so so back to the fellowship of the ring. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. So um, I like I, this sort of catty English country gossip energy yes we've had hints at it before, mm-hmm. like a lot of people speculating that he's got wealth, but now it's it is literal it's on the page it is they kind of hold something against him for his wealth and his um perpetual youth there's this virtue of fairness that's been violated you know Mm -hmm. it's it's too much of a good thing um it seemed unfair you think hobbiton is like a like a socialist like uh paradise like everyone pretty much like you know i think it's equal enough like it seems like a happy place and and then this one guy, he's the 1% now. Right. I, I would think, um, based on what I know about Tolkien, that it's probably a distributist or communitarian uh, economic system. Which, those, explain to the audience uh, those words. 
they're like because they might not know right yeah no they're um sort of um because hmm. i know i could right but right. i know they're, like, they're like ways that, yeah. ways of ways of capitulating to socialist views of an egalitarian system that don't actually abolish private property and mm. they're popular in like catholic uh, circles and in anglican circles especially around Fulkin's time so hmm. um distributist is like every everyone's a sort of yeoman farmer who's like distributed a parcel of land um but it's like but you know but it's totally equal but there's still this institution of like cultivation of private property but you don't have serfs it's just like everyone's a little feudal lord um and then humanitarianism is there's a lot of different versions but you can imagine based on the the name communitarianism sort of the idea is you know communally shared but not yeah. not communism um hmm. so so that's kind of how i always imagined the the, the hobbiton and the shire um being. it seems it like very a, utopian yeah it seems like a great place to be um, a lot of it is tolkien sort of nostalgically inserting the like yeah the english countryside you know mm. and 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 uh when you go to the english countryside it, it in my experience it feels like you're in the shire mm. you know, i gotta go that, there someday reference point yeah it's nice yeah i hadn't really left america and uh i'd like to go to the english english countryside you Sounds... went to london for your honeymoon right no oh where did you i went go? on a i went on a cruise oh i'm confusing ensenada mexico so i mean i left the country then, but laura's but... been to london she has yeah that's what i, I wasn't in i wasn't invited right. she went without you yeah, yeah she went with her Very friend cool. but he's he's like super cool he's like super yeah. chill they're right, yeah. they're they're great they're like childhood. like teaches her karate and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um <laughs> so what's the effect of the parentheticals here i find those kind of interesting too it, it's interesting because they're not necessary right they're not mm-hmm. so let me read through the sentence one time without I'm going to omit the parentheticals because I think by design you're supposed to be able to and see if we get something else out of it. Uh, I'll just pick up after that first semicolon. That's right. It seemed unfair that anyone should possess perpetual Mm, let me take that from the top. It seemed unfair that anyone should possess perpetual youth as well as inexhaustible wealth. Right. So what the parentheticals do is uh, clarify that we're speaking yeah. in rumor little, here. Little qualifiers, like yeah, like they think it's a like it seems like he has perpetual youth, and, and like, I heard that he has an exhaustible wealth, or it certainly yeah. seems like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, it's like mm-hmm. a little um, side of the mouth, you know, like mm-hmm. you're kind of uh, this. Yeah, I don't know. He, he mimics this kind of gossip like yeah. uh, tone. It's great. Honestly, yeah, it's it's a good use of these parentheticals. It really mm. does drive home that 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 feeling that like, oh, we're getting the inside scoop of like there's this mysterious figure and like people are talking about him. Yeah, and the those adverbs are there in a kind of like they're kind of there peremptorily like it's it's like when you you say um like uh this politician is a pedophile allegedly right like you're really just saying they're a pedophile but you're kind of like covering your ass right just in case they're not yeah if they're litigious or something it's sure there's, there's that kind of uh that kind of energy going on here where it's like he has right, perpetual so, youth and inexhaustible wealth wealth apparently so are you saying bilbo baggins might be a pedophile that's not what i'm saying um but he might be i mean we don't know for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
spends a lot of time well, with his nephew. You know, <laughs> but it's his cousin. And uh, isn't it his nephew? Isn't Frodo uh, his nephew? Frodo is his cousin. Pretty sure it's his nephew. Uh, Uncle Bilbo, he sure. calls him. Yeah, but the, they're. It's just because he's much older. I don't know if they're first cousins, but they're cousins. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in the book. Yeah, I mean, we haven't been, even been introduced to Frodo. I don't know if Peter yeah. Jackson might have like invented him for the movies as sort of like an audience. Yeah, you, there's no way for you to know there's that. No way for me to know. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, and so this is the wealth that he gets from the treasure of the Lonely Mountain. We can only assume, yeah. I mean, it has to be right. I mean, he, it's got to be. The only thing we know Hobbit, about he takes some home, yeah. Yeah, he takes home like a tiny, tiny fraction. Little chest, it, yeah. It ends up being, you know. For a hobbit, I mean, it's like, you ever see the movie Downsizing? Actually, I haven't. Another Alexander Payne reference. (laughs) Uh, No, I haven't. That's one of the Alexander Payne. But that's like a little bit of money can go a long way if you're tiny. Yeah, like a hobbit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that that's in Middle Earth. I think the the currency exchange rate is determined by the the relative size of your hands that hold it, you know. Totally. Um, But uh, no, yeah, I mean, I've seen the Descendants and um nebraska that's really good have you seen nebraska i haven't uh, have i seen a single alexander payne movie i haven't seen seen election you've seen election i've seen election i have seen no talked about that on my other podcast bex pictures check it out uh follow us at we pick picks um um no the uh uh nebraska is great it's got will forte and bruce Dern's black and white you know it's about the midwest about family i believe it's on my uh, letterboxd watch list but i haven't gotten around to it yet yeah um but yeah no this sentence is is pretty cool um i'm gonna yeah. show you my diagram so here's yeah, the let's thing pull it up. the last diagram had a typo in it okay and this i think this diagram has one or two but the tool that i used to make them is makes it kind of uh a hassle to fix once you realize let's see let's see and you can find this on our instagram wow okay so yeah. right at the top we got the word there yeah, and so then underneath it's that goes. some were right. There, there were some, some that that shook their heads, their heads and, thought, and thought this was too much of a good thing. Right. Me colon. It seemed unfair then, that anyone should possess uh, apparently perpetual youth as well as repeatedly inexhaustible wealth. Wow, that's quite a diagram this one now uh, difficult you got to assume that tolkien was choosing every word in this sentence meticulously as he does gotta assume because you're doing a podcast about individual sentences that's why you gotta assume right so you also gotta assume that he knew people would be diagramming them and oh could you could you pull that that yeah could you pull that back up what what physical shape would you say this (laughs) diagram um looks like to you um possibly some kind of a, a a dragon um i could see like the the one end being like the um the mouth you got a little mouth action long neck a little mouth action yeah the, between apparently inexhaustible repeatedly like those are two sides of a mouth reaching down to eat something and then it seemed unfair up to some were that's the long neck little tiny body maybe that's a wing there and then uh for the shook heads thought 
then this was much to of thing a good that's sort of like some legs maybe could be mm. i don't know what else what else could you see in this i'm not totally sure when sentence diagramming became a thing like it was i was, think tolkien um, knew <laughs> he, he was knew. a smart guy listen he was yeah he was a really smart cookie he was ahead um, of his time no to me this looks like uh a map of um the green line on the london underground oh maybe that's you know what would be for. interesting is if we superimposed you know what i'm gonna try something here superimposing the map of middle earth from the book over let's see no this is a deep dive folks this is what you're this is what you get from lord of the rings sentence yeah so much so leave, like leave no uh, stone unturned much like andrew garfield in um under the silver under lake. the silver lake we are putting maps together so the big gap seems to be in the middle here like there's sort of like this U overall U shape, and in the middle of the U mm -hmm. is uh, the crossing of Uri, uh, just past Gondor. Feels like the map is intentionally passing Gondor. Which didn't the Fellowship do that? Is Gondor the mountains where they passed? One of the only places they don't go near. As a Fellowship, that's nuts. <laughs> That's wacky. Anyway. So this has been the one sentence to rule them all this week. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's time for my favorite segment of the show. JRR. What does it stand for? Uh, <laughs> where I guess what JRR of JRR Tolkien stands for. And Timothy, you know what uh, JRR Tolkien stands for. I do. Um, so I, I know that the J stands for John. Mm-hmm. The R, I'm stumped on a bit. Let's try mm, Ringwald. No. Okay. Incorrect. Better, better luck next week. Yeah. Um, now let's move on to this week in fantasy news. Um, so it turns out magic is real. Now, this is true. I have heard this. I, I knew this yeah. guy in college that said that he could do magic and he was very emphatic that it was real and it wasn't that oh, hard to do. What was his name? Because I've just heard about this guy recently. Who, who, who is this guy? His name was Anthony. Okay. Different guy then. Interesting. Guy. Yeah. So multiple sources that magic is real. The guy I'm thinking of is uh, I just found out about this guy, David Blaine. He goes on the streets and he just like shows people a deck of cards and he's like, Hey, uh, it's not, it's not like, trust me. It's not just regular card tricks. This stuff is insane. Mm -hmm. He threw a deck of cards through a, through a glass window and it was it, on the other side. It was the card that they picked Wild. he tore a card in half and then resealed it together. This is like real magic stuff. Have you seen this guy? David Blaine. You yeah. Uh, no fascinating well i highly recommend looking him up um have you seen chris angel uh that's gotta be a fantasy character right like a, a guy no, named a, angel i think it's his uh fake name but it's a real guy he does magic oh what kind of stuff uh, is does he it's like he it's it's all based around his brain so okay 
and it's like when you watch it you are um really freaked out wow he's some kind of brain freak okay okay that's i can get I would, that's I what i that's what that. i call him yeah privately. cool what's like an example what's an illusion no, not, not illusion sorry <laughs> what is a, a magic thing that he has done um i think these aren't illusions these are real right no i think he made a feather levitate that's pretty easy though i mean feathers get caught up in the wind all the time i guess that's true yeah it could have just been a a heavy gust of wind he was inside though so no wind so he was magic Mm, i don't know i'm suspicious because like you could like turn on the ac unit or a, a ceiling fan what all I know is I can't do it. I think I can't do it. It's magic. I if I had to venture a guess, if there were such a thing as like a magic community, they would not uh, like this Chris Angel guy so much because it sounds pretty unimpressive. I think there is such a me. thing as a magic the magic community. Oh really? I, I mean, I've just heard of this guy Anthony yeah. and David. The Blaine, Gathering. But... Ever heard of it? They they get together. Oh, that's like, just a uh... that's just a card game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be what Chris Angel does. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think I have that card. Yeah. The the levitating. Chris, Chris Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Levi- yeah. That now that's ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this has been this week in fantasy news, um, and this has been the Lord of the Rings sentence. Uh, Timothy, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on like Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxed at uh, T Call Your Seven. Um, I don't really post anything very interesting. You can find me at Chad A. Oliver. You can find the show at L-O-T-R Sentence on Twitter and Instagram. Um, maybe TikTok. I don't know. Should I make a TikTok? No. You can find it at Chad A. Oliver on TikTok. <laughs> maybe I'll post <laughs> some stuff there from the show. Who knows? I don't know what the show is yet. We're eight episodes in. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm okay with that. You'll figure it out. Yeah, one. I'll figure it out one sentence at a time. Folks, this has been the eighth sentence of The Fellowship of the Ring. Tune in next week for the ninth sentence of The Fellowship of the Ring. That might be cool.com. You never know.